Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on today's show, we wrap it all up. Folks, MLB All-Star Week 2021 has emanated from Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. It is all wrapped up, Patrick. It is in the books. It's all beneficial. Uh, We'll get into all of it, all the details. We want to hear everyone's favorite parts, your big takeaways from the entire week, especially if you're here in the YouTube channel. Always a little uh, bonus for those of you that throw us a super chat, of course, but Hanging out live, we want to get everyone's reactions to all of that, to the All-Star game, of course. But, Patrick, first of all, just, well, man, just couple, give me a couple of top takeaways from you. Just for you, as a as a human being, covering and also taking part in and witnessing in person in this event, in this time, and in this place. Well, I've been pretty fortunate enough to take in a lot of real special baseball uh, experiences uh, as as an only child uh, of of two parents who love baseball and and a father who uh, in, enjoyed spoiling his his only son. Uh, I, like I said, I've been able to do a lot of big things when I was younger, and uh, even in my my twenties, and doing things as a fan, and even professionally, of course, when we get to go to the winter meetings, and when I was assistant general manager with uh, the Boulder Collegians, uh, going to some promo seminars, and and just doing some great things and being around some great people. And a lot of those great people were at the ballpark in Coors Field. Uh, that being said, it, it was possibly my three favorite days uh, as, as a human being, just in general. Wow. They wow. were they were that fantastic. Uh, last night, I did not want the day to end. You know, didn't get very much sleep, uh, much less than I'm, than I'm used to. Of course, the adrenaline's coursing through your blood, so you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll make it work. And even by the end of the day, I didn't feel any fatigue. I, I started rewatching the game from the Fox feed on the MLB uh, app. And I was like, I, I might just watch this whole thing. I said, no, get some rest because I just simply didn't want the day to end. I didn't want the week to end. And I didn't want this special experience to end because it was so unique in the sense that you know, I didn't. I anticipated going to the All Star Game last year when it was, should have been in L.A. Obviously, before the pandemic, wiped away so many things, and that still would have been great. That still would have been being around some of the the personalities uh, that are at the winter meetings and being around all the great stars and whatnot. But it would have involved jumping on a plane and doing the ride service thing, maybe getting a rental car, going to the stadium, and then maybe having to drive and leave the parking lot to go to some hotel somewhere in LA, who knows what that traffic is like. That's true of anything, but to be able to just roll out of my bed, jump in the car, walk across the street to McGregor square, go back to Coors field, do all those things. And and maybe most importantly, know that all of our friends and our family, uh, literally figuratively DNVR, your mother, you know, so many other of our friends that feel like family, for them also to be there and take part in it was something else. It, it almost took it to another level where it wasn't, look at what I'm getting to experience. It was knowing that all 49,000 plus people in that ballpark last night, the all-star game, the 49,000 that were also there on Monday night for the home run derby, they also had their own story. So it really made it an even bigger moment for me more than just my experience. It was something that everyone was experiencing at the same time that I was just so happy for the Denver and the Colorado and and the world uh, at large because it was a big event that allowed us to get back to being one, back to being a society after having to suffer for a year. And, And while we might not be entirely out of the woods, it just was this culmination of everything that, you know, anyone could have ever asked for yeah. uh, who's a baseball fan and who's gone through a, a difficult year. So three favorite days of my life. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. Right. It was great. I can't. How am I? How am I supposed to top that? <laughs> no, but that's. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, you know, I, I, especially what you said there about. You know the the family, of course, as you mentioned. Uh, I was really happy to be able to share the experience with my mother, and she was able to go to all of the events and and be there for all of it and uh, boo the Dodgers. And she got to walk right by Pedro Martinez at one point. That was very cool for her, and uh, you know, just all these kinds of things. And that, and that was really, you know, on top of everything. And and I will say, you know, as as a guy who's often been like don't disparage the game. I know kids these days think the home run derby is super cool and the game is stuffy, but I like the game. And I will say home run derby stole the show. As far as the events from the week go, it really didn't even end up being as much about the events. It really was the whole event. Everyone was there. And like you said, if, if my first time covering an all-star game had been, uh, away it would have been extraordinary it would have been amazing no you nothing to complain about but i wouldn't have during all of that been running into friends and new friends uh so many people that i met who have never met before from the dmvr family so many reporter friends of ours that some of which we hadn't seen in over a year because one hadn't been a whole lot of reason to come out to colorado this year and there was that whole pandemic thing and you know so there's it's been a while since we've seen some of these people and just running into folks uh, everywhere. And I, I stopped by actually, I don't know if you got a chance uh, uh, to talk to Davis uh, on your way out, uh, usher up there uh, kind of around the area. And I was heading down and he's a, a big time listener to the show and has often participated in these lives uh, when he's been able to. And, you know, I was just talking to him about no fights in the stands no people getting out of control, no issues, just everyone being good to each other uh, up and around their areas and everything that was going on. I talked to a couple of security people, you know, same story. And yeah, just like seeing everybody there. And that for me too, also the reason I brought up Davis, the, the ushers and the security people and the people that make Coors Field go that we see every day. I was reminded of how special it was for them. The, the grounds crew, obviously, and the extraordinary work that they put in. Uh, but really for all of those people who remember collectively put this together in three months. I mean, they had we knew it was coming here relatively soon. And so that there were some preparations as part of the reason why it came to Denver, but the work that they did to pull all of this together and create as close to a seamlessly run event that had a massive attendance is just the tip of the cap. Uh, they're, they're the draft Kings of the game. I don't know if we do draft King of the game for the all-star game. Vladimir Guerrero jr. Talk about him in a minute. MVP. Draft kings of the game are all the people that make Coors Field work. Uh, and McGregor Square and the, the surrounding facilities, they were fantastic. And the volunteers. There were so there were thousands of volunteers that got together and were over at the convention center for Playball Park, which is, again, this other half of the experience that you worry isn't going to you know, come to fruition when you have to schedule something in such a short amount of time when you typically need years is, you know, for the 49,000 people that were in the ballpark last night and, and, and Monday night, there were hundreds of thousands in the entire state that didn't get to go to that, but maybe were able to experience something over at the convention center and all the, the, the boys and girls and the children at the boys and girls club in, in Denver, who, uh, you know, benefit from some new fields that are going right. in and around Denver. So there's all of this impact that goes beyond just selling some uh, poorly, poorly stylized jerseys uh, and and things of that nature. But it, it it's so much more that that went into it, and it really was. You know, there there really is no such thing as perfection. So we know that. Right. Uh, that being said, it it really was it really was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was kind of blown away, even as somebody who, you know, obviously, you know, was very positive on the idea of the game coming here and what it was going to do for the community and all of that. I, I still couldn't help but kind of stand around and, and, and take it all in and note every person under the age of 12 who was wearing a jersey and and 
you know, is the next Fernando Tatis Jr. or the little kids wearing Marquez jersey. Like, and there were a lot of them, you know. What about the next Drew Creaseman and the next Patrick Lyons? Like, like the next fan that says, hey, maybe I can make a career out of this. Maybe I could turn my passion into a lifestyle. Maybe there's that possibility. Or maybe I'm, you know, it, it turns someone who didn't really know too much about baseball, but was really taken up in the whole spectacle of, yeah. of what it means to, to follow this game that we love. And it was, yeah, it was special. Very it was special. really, really, really special. And so you, you got to tip your cap to all involved. And speaking of that, it could even help people learn to read, man. Walked over to the tattered cover. They had all their baseball books out there. So you got young kids fall in love with the game of baseball. They want to learn a little something about it. You know, a little book on the game of baseball right out there. The largest collection of baseball books ever, they told me. I, I, we got to get to the game, but I know you got some baseball books. You didn't get a chance to tell me what, what did you, what did you end up getting? What did mom end up getting? So yeah, mom had a, a recent birthday. She turned 33 and um, got her a couple of baseball books. One on uh, Buck, Buck O'Neill. Now she has the book that Buck O'Neill wrote. Uh, this is by an author. Oh, I'm going to mess this up now. Joe Pashansky, I want to say. That's a name. Yeah, I know that. I know um, Joe. And, and this was on the recommendation of the guy that I was half talking to about baseball books and half interviewing because I was very curious about everything that was going on. He says it is the best Buck O'Neill book. Um, she, she's gone off with them. She has taken them away from me this morning, so I don't have them in front of me here. And then the other one, I'll see if I can get the title right from memory. I believe it's called The Four Men and the World Series That Changed Baseball Forever. Something close to that. Uh, and it's kind of about the early day black players who weren't Jackie Robinson. Uh, I think Larry Doby, uh, Hank Aaron, uh, and two others, and and I can't. I'd have to look. Satchel Page and, and Bill Veck. I actually heard an interview recently with the author, yeah. author Luke Eplin. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure if that was a, a Saber publication, but yeah, I'd recently recently heard that. Again, all Cleveland guys. So yeah. if you're uh, if you're from the Midwest, that's definitely something. Uh, uh, looking at that period in the 1940s. Yeah, the the interview sounded great with the author, yeah. so that that sounds good. And yeah, anything on on Buck O'Neill is is right, and there's not not that much out there. There's only two books that I know of the soul of baseball road trip through Buck O'Neill's America, uh, America. And that was uh, Joe Posnanski. That's the one. Uh, and then the, the Buck O'Neill autobiography of I was right on time, which is yeah. bonkers yeah. to think that that yeah, was his takeaway. And thing, man. he's, he was, a, he was a legend. So that, those are some good ones. And uh, Drew Goodman's books over there. I think there's a couple yeah. signed copies. Yeah. They had a couple people over there on, on the Saturday doing different signings and, doing some great stuff. So all that's still going to be there. You know, I mean, some of those books, yeah, maybe they end up shipping them out or putting them in storage, but a lot of those signed baseball copy books, because again, there was uh, anyone who works for a major, you know, publication, they were in Denver this, uh, this past week. So a lot of signed, a lot of good signed copies. Yeah. We did not buy, but we're very intrigued by, and I'll probably go back and get catcher was a spy. Yeah, the great story of Mo Berg. It's it's. Yeah. I've never actually read that book, and that's a, that's a, it's kind of a, a classic. Like it, it should probably be read um, yeah. by by just about anyone. Mo Berg was an interesting character. I uh, got to see the uh, uh, documentary that was was made all all about him and in, in his life, and and got to meet the director at uh, Saber Convention in in San Diego. And uh, they they actually uh, yeah they turned that into a film too. I think uh, Paul I think Rudd. It was Paul Rudd. Right. I think Paul Rudd play uh, Mo Burke, who was like baseball, although he was a professional and was was great at it, a great great catcher. Uh, that was the least interesting thing about this man, no joke. So yeah, right. you, yes, you should put that at the top of your list, and as yeah. should I, and actually follow through and read it. <laughs> right, right, Go, going back for sure. So really, really fantastic stuff. We toast our Breck brews and our Breck Celtics on this day to everyone involved who made that thing work. Like you mentioned, literally thousands of people involved in making everyone who came have a great time, except Astros fans, because they didn't have any players in the game and their mascot got booed. But everybody else had a- I saw one Alex Bregman jersey and that was it. 
I'm going to say, I saw a couple, uh, so shout outs to our guy, Oliver, uh, uh, listener, uh, season ticket holder, who he had a, a goal of going around and getting a picture taken with a fan of every single team. Oh, that is brilliant. Uh, I love that idea. Oh, that's so good. Isn't that awesome? But he That's a great idea. That was great. The difficulty by saying he can't just get a picture with a Rockies fan. That's too easy. He is he knows a bunch of Rockies fans. He had to get a picture with a Rockies player. Dude, Even better challenge. So the hardest thing was he was wearing a Houston Asterix shirt. So he's like, but I got to find a Houston Astros fan who's here at the game where there are no Astros on purpose. And then I got it. He's got to be in a good enough or she good enough, you know, nature. Orbit. Did, did you get, did, did Oliver get one with Orbit? Found some dude. <laughs> He wow, did that's find great. some guy. He sent me the picture of him with the Astros fan. I but I don't know. We were trying to see if Spilly could come out and find him somewhere and take a picture. I was like, how are we gonna it's, get it? It's We're almost gonna, akin to it's almost akin to if if you ran into a Padres fan at an event like an all-star game, or it's it's like Comic-Con for baseball. It's a baseball convention, yeah, is what it is. And if you saw like a Padres fan that said, you know. Holiday, holiday didn't touch home plate. You'd right. laugh, and again, in, in a right. jovial take spirit, you take a photograph. You go, yeah. "That's fine," and and you say, "Hey, let, hey, let me buy you a Breck Brew, Breck Seltzer, whatever it is." You, you have a quick little laugh. You walk away, and then yeah. you talk trash about them. You know, as soon as you walk away, but you, yeah. you take the photo and you get it. It was cool being on a couple of people's bingo cards, seeing people sending out pictures, like they took pictures of me and Jake and John Boy and Chris Rose and. Harold Reynolds. I'm like, hey, <laughs> okay, I'll be in that lineup. I can bat eighth in that lineup. <laughs> you know, bunt guys over, move some stuff, maybe come in off the bench, do a little base running on that team. Uh, but we do toast our Breck Celsies and beers to everyone who made it work. You can get a bigger Breck Celsie or beer down at the DMVR bar if you're a member of the family. Do subscribe today. You'll get access to all that written content, bunch of stuff over the last couple of days, taking you inside of all the things being talked about down there. Going to have some uh, poetic insight for you on just uh, a personal takeaway. And then I've got a few uh, fun little, well, I'll save that. But I got some fun ideas for you on there. You got to go, you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com. We're eventually going to get around to draft coverage as well. But if you're a subscriber to the DNVR.com, this is what's great about this. You've got a, you've got a shortcut. You've got a gateway. You can go right into the Discord channel, go into the Rockies channel, can read all of AJ's responses. It's like a perfect preview. It's it's fantastic stuff. You get all kinds of great stuff for subscribing. So do that today at the DNVR.com. And one of the things that you do, of course, when you're a member of the DNVR family, is you make some bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, hopefully, you all did well on your bets out there. Over the last week, uh, those of you that had Pete Alonzo that had some uh, had the under certainly in the game. We'll get around to that. Uh, uh, sadly for my picks, the the over on the distance. Have we remeasured that Soto homer yet? I don't know, but still, DraftKings Sportsbook always making it a whole lot more fun. Turning moments like that into a oh wow or ah you got me kind of moment. It really is a lot of fun. Get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, they got all kinds of fantastic promos, including when you do, you use the promo code DMVR, that is, you can turn $1 into $150 in free credits just by betting on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you will claim $150 in free credits. It's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, let's get to the actual game itself. Not yeah. quite as many fireworks as we saw after the game, which was fantastic. Right. Not as many fireworks as, a, as the home run derby and not as much action as the original edition in, in 1998. More of a, of a low-scoring affair. Five to two win by the American League, their eighth consecutive win over the National League. Doesn't matter if it this game counts, quote unquote, or this game is an exhibition. Right. American League, you know, seems to have the juice. It doesn't necessarily mean much of anything. It, it's it's fun. It does. I mean, you know, yeah. the American League, you know, did have the I think the better roster overall. And yeah. 
you know, they, they ended up uh, winning uh, winning the ball game. And Shiratani got the win. And, you know, one of the biggest – it was best. It, it was fantastic. One of the things that was popping around uh, social media was, you know, the, the starting pitcher, the leadoff batter, the DH, uh, one of the top vote getters was uh, Japanese. You know, he wins the ball game. And the guy who wins the MVP, you know, plays for – uh, the team up in Canada, the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, he's he's from the Dominican Republic. And the guy who closes the game out for the American League, Liam Hendricks, is from Australia. And yeah. yes, it's a world game. Not as much of the world as you know we'd probably like. You know, soccer is you know truly a, a, a right. more of a world game, and everything that MLB is trying to do with the World Baseball Classic is, I think, it's starting to expand the game. But it's something that's going to take decades so that. We do have uh, people from many more countries, like Europe. Like, there's not very many European players. Let's face it. Right. But it was a, it was just great that you know, kind of those key names that pop out weren't just you know American ball players. It was right. uh, it it was representative of the entire world, and that's that's really what you want when when the world is watching you for the All Star Game. And when you want to grow the game and ultimately the best thing for baseball is to have all the best athletes in the world want to play baseball and grow up loving baseball and creating that competition and getting more and more of these types of guys in the game. And so, you know, these guys like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Shohei Otani, super athletes, completely different kinds of super athletes. But those, those guys are, are potentially game shifting type players and you know that they come from elsewhere is a major bonus and not some uh anything to to feel weird about we see you Stephen a uh it's just you know it it's me i couldn't couldn't help but no you know vladimir vladi using his translator after the game it's a beautiful thing baseball's a universal language uh, vladimir guerrero jr spoke just fine for himself when he drove that ball you know, it's, it's one thing to do it when they're letting you do it. I, I thought it was kind of funny. He, he declined to participate in the Derby after going neck and neck with Alonzo last year. Then he put on a show in batting practice. And I was like, man, you, nah, I see you. I see a what you A lot of placatas. Yeah. And then he, he got he, one in the game. He's like, He hey, did look, something man. in every at bat. I, did, I just, let me, let me, let me come out here and do it when they're not letting me do it. I hit home runs when they're trying to get me out. Man, how about that? Yeah, his first plate appearance, uh, you know, was in the scorebook. It looks like a, it was a four-three ground ball to the second baseman. But you know, Frazier had to make a nice play on it, nearly decapitated. Max Scherzer, he hit 111 miles per hour, the home run, 468 uh, to left field, 110 miles an hour. So he didn't get as as good of wood on it, but it uh, it did translate. Uh, and then his third at bat, he he drove in uh, his teammate Teoscar Hernandez and got an RBI. So uh, he earns the the MVP award, uh, known as the Ted Williams Award, for you know the, a guy when when that game meant something. Uh, it, it didn't mean anything as far as home field advantage in the World Series. It was just pride uh, back when players didn't change leagues or even teams quite as much, and it was just a way of saying, hey, our style of baseball is better than your style of baseball right. and because in, because you know uh not, not not to get too bogged down in the, in the history of baseball but they were like two separate leagues the american right. league was its own league and the 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 national league was its own league that's why they call them the senior circuit and the junior circuit one came before the other the nl's got uh, much longer history but uh, he becomes the youngest mvp award winner 22 years old his homer now puts him, uh, puts him and his father in a special class. Yeah, uh, as they are uh, the third father and son duo to do it, joining uh, the Griffies, Ken Senior and Junior, and uh, the Bonds, uh, father and son duo of, of Bobby and Barry Bonds, who did homer in Colorado. So, two of those, uh, two of the three duo have that Colorado connection. So, that was uh, that was really really awesome to yeah. see and it kind of again it uh as as i heard someone kind of explaining it you know baseball isn't and, and this goes back to the stephen a smith business um about you know the face of baseball is that i don't know that baseball baseball has a top face but baseball is a series of faces it's, yeah. it can't possibly be owned by one person and it is at times but it's not entirely one and and from in many ways yeah shohei otani has been the face of baseball a little bit, but there's still plenty of stuff going on. 
open up any newspaper, no matter where you're at, you're going to read something about Tatis Jr. or Vlad Guerrero Jr. or Ronald Acuna Jr. And so many of these great young ball players, um, even uh, you know, no guys here in Colorado too coming up, where you say Brendan Rodgers is, is finally getting you know his uh, his just desserts and Wander Franco, young kid with for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. You know, people are, are paying attention to him. So it's 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 a young man's game. So you kind of forget, oh yeah, I forgot Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That's a it's a really great story too. And his uh his his first all-star game. And it's also the two hundredth home run, too. Not that that was anything I cared too much about, but you go, all right, cool. Babe Ruth hit the well, first, Vladimir Guerrero has the two hundredth. Excellent. More history for Colorado. Yes. yes. Just yeah, just made it all the more it's just, like you said earlier, it's like things aren't perfect, especially in baseball, I think maybe the only thing you could have asked for, and I, and I saw some people saying, uh, kind of agreeing here, you got Henry and Mark talking about, you know, the excitement of the home run derby. Uh, that's maybe the only thing you could have asked for is maybe Chris, that ball from Chris Bryant gets down. You know, come on, Jared Walsh, let's have that one. What are you doing making a nice sliding catch there? Let that ball get down, tie the game. It wouldn't, I think that would have made it like 5 4 probably if it had gotten by him. It might clear the bases. Now we've got a nice 5 4 ball game, some juice going into the final innings. You know, uh, it. you can manufacture drama in the All Star Derby the way they've got it. It will be dramatic. There's no way, you know, you can't, you can't foresee. Shohei Otani and Juan Soto go and triple overtime swing off mano y mano. There's I did. Well, yeah, actually, actually I, I did. I was gonna say you can. But you can't, but you can't predict that every single time, right? right? You're you're not gonna get every right. again. Both both or, our two guys, both our two guys got knocked out of the derby. So for every everything you get right that you're brilliant, right. like you know, you talk about your wins and you, you let's forget our losses. So it, right. it is selective memory. You're right, you you can't predict so many of the things that go on in the game. That's why you play the game, right? right. That's Somebody why you do it. Somewhere turned to a buddy and went, Pete Alonso's about to hit 35 home runs in this round. <laughs> no but one's to, ever going to believe But to your point about predicting, Corbin Burns comes into the game in the second inning, throws two innings. He started his season off by not walking a batter in the first 58 innings of the season. And what does he do? Throws four straight balls oh, to wow. Aaron Judge. No. No, that's not happening for the guy that has the greatest control no. uh, uh, or start to a season as far as control is concerned, and then he goes and walks. So, hey, that that's why you play the game. And Tatis Jr., another uh, exciting guy, you know, started a six four three double play, just missed twice. Yeah, uh, I, once against uh, Otani, and I think in the in the third against Kyle Gibson, and he was mic'd up, and you could tell he was a little bit peeved. They were trying to talk to him, and he was trying to have the smile on his face, but he couldn't quite do it he's like i should have two home runs here yeah. and vladdy's got one already uh, yeah. he was a he was, he was frustrated but was a good sport was signing for a bunch of kids yeah, uh, by the dugout for a few for a few minutes so yeah. uh you know it's great because so many of these guys get pulled you know all over the place they they're they're wanted by to talk to reporters the kids are out there shouting their name and uh, you know, they, they delivered as best they could, uh, in this game. And it was, like you said, it was, it was close. Brian had two bases loaded opportunities late in the game. Didn't get it done. And how about our guy, Colorado's guy, Herman Marquez with the scoreless fourth inning. Yeah, that was really cool. How great. That was, uh, yeah, that, that was one of, I would say eight to 10 full body goosebumps moments for me uh, through, through the week. Um, and maybe even not quite that many, but that one would, and he, he might've had two of them. It might've been actually just when he first went out there and there wasn't as much buzz when they, and then they announced him and there was a, a big, but from our vantage point, cause we were sitting up on top of the bullpen, right? So we saw him running out there right before they announced anything either to us in the press box or to the people uh, out in the stadium or just saw him run out of the pen. And we knew about when he was coming in. So we were looking for it. And I hopped up and I, I took the video that I sent out from DNVR Rockies and all that. And just want, and in just that moment, I was just like, Oh man, he's running out of his own bullpen, which is weird. Cause I mean, he runs out of there at the beginning of games, but still it's weird. Walks um, out. I don't, he's not necessarily running I mean, out. 
he he really did just kind of saunter through and kind of sure. look around and take it in and and at first because no one w- was going in fact if you l- look on the video that i got he's kind of like there's a lot of stuff going on people are running around he's kind of dodging stuff there, there's a lot of kerfuffle he's just kind of moving through the grounds crew and stuff but he's looking around and he's taking it in and then the swell happens and then it's now pitching from your colorado rockies and the place just explodes and, you know, all the kinds of questions about how many people were Rockies fans and what was the split exactly. In that moment, everybody in the building was a Rockies fan. All Everyone just wanted good things to happen for Herman. And, and, and again, how about the, the perfection of it? Gets a nice quick out. She needs to settle in a little bit. Then Rafael Devers, out. right to the shortstop, yeah, 6-3, right the shortstop. first out. Okay, now. I'm getting started. Take it now. Now you're in. All right, cool. Now you can play a little bit. Then how about a little ground ball to the third baseman? I come on. Yeah. Again, you can't script this stuff. You can't. Guy could hit the ball anywhere. The the only thing that that didn't work in the script that we might need to rewrite is that you know Marquez throws the pitch, gets the ground ball to Arenado, who throws over the first to Freddie Freeman. And we'll work on it. We'll we'll yeah, we'll figure yeah, that yeah. part out uh, of the script. But yeah, gets gets that, and then you know buzzes the tower on uh, Salvador Perez, which you know his his uh, native countryman from from Venezuela, you know does uh, but gets him just to strike out too. So that just punctuates the, the performance from Sal Salvi, like he was, he was going to come get him for a second. They yeah. Had their little, yeah, loved. I love Salvador Perez. I don't know if I've mentioned that a couple of times before. I want to mention it one more time, and and I appreciate him just swinging through that that pitch and letting Marquez strike him. No, he, he didn't let nothing. They had a little battle going on there. I actually think that right, uh, the, it was a couple of foul balls. He, they were they were in a little bit of a spot, but for him to walk off, you're only going to get one strike. Again, the perfection of the moment. You're only going to get one strikeout in the inning. Get him that third one so he can pump the fist, tip the cap. Everyone's going ape. I was big uh, smile too. Big big yeah. smile from from both those guys. Like, hey, you got me. And Marquez and, is usually pretty stoic between the lines, dude. He's and little fun fact: um, Salvador Perez has played in all eighty nine games of the Royals this year. Yeah, a catcher. Yeah, eighty nine hasn't missed a game. That's absurd. That's absurd. So that was that was again a, a low key big moment. JTR Ramuto homers. First time a Phillies had player had homered in an all-star game in 40 years. Michael yeah. Jack Schmidt. Yeah, it's just one of those interesting things. Mike Zunino, Zunino homered uh, off Taiwan Walker. I didn't think of it at the time, but uh, as I was watching some of the game back this morning, they kind of, you know, Walker and, and Zunino kind of nodded at each other uh, right before uh, they, they had gotten in the box. And I go, oh, that's right. They were teammates in Seattle for that's a little right. bit. So uh, that was good. He – Zanino went, you know, right center field on that one, just got yeah. over the old barrier. Still, that was a shot. That was, that was, that got out in a hurry. Zanino's uh, a strong boy. <laughs> it, was a, it was a quick game. It was three hours, you know, for all yeah. the switches. And then even the moment, you know, to the, the stand up to cancer um, where, they, where they take a moment and everyone's quiet that, you know, the music that they played, it was it was very emotional. I mean, and then, you know, speaking of them, uh, so that was a, that was a nice moment. So to have that in the middle of the game yeah. and then it still is only three hours, uh, yeah. um, you know, sometimes they take a little bit longer. I know in, in the, in the last uh, eight uh, years of the all-star game that the American league won, you know, two of them were extra inning affairs. Um, you know, so the, those obviously had to have gone, you know, much longer than that. So I'd, I'd have to go back and look to see it. It seemed like it was on the, on the quicker side for the most yeah. part. But when you talk about emotion, I mean, it really all begins where it began, you know, the, the tribute to, to Hank Aaron uh, and the wonderful video that was voiced over by uh, Lenny Kravitz, which I imagine also uh, was available for anyone, you know, watching at home and, and for his widow, you know, Billy Aaron to be there. And um, just, she was just glowing, uh, this, this beautiful woman and uh, being walked out by Freddie Freeman from Atlanta, who obviously had a relationship with Hank Aaron and, and Aaron judge right by her side. And, and to have that painting, which I actually saw that on display, didn't, didn't know what it was for. There was a lot of art going up and around the city. That was yeah. another great thing 
that the all-star game brought were so many of these street artists coming out and doing things. But I uh, happened to walk by and, and, and saw the artist painting that, that depiction of Hank Aaron, the 17-year-old boy from Mississippi who jumps on a train to chase this dream uh, that, that starts out in the Negro Leagues too when uh, he finally hit 715 and, and broke Babe Ruth's record. And so it was uh, that was that just started it all off and just made for such a special night. It didn't. It it could have been a one nothing game. Could have been a two one game. It it didn't didn't really matter what happened. You got to see the matchups: Otani against Tatis, Scherzer against Otani, uh, and and so many other ones that probably went right over our head that you know we we might not have realized that right. um, that just someone at a certain fan base or someone who has a connection said, oh, that reminds me of, of something. You know, I talking with Aaron Munoz, who is a, a key figure in the, in the Rockies organization, how uh, I happened to notice him talking to, to Aaron Judge at some point uh, on Monday before the Derby. And I said, yeah, we, we played against each other in the minor leagues. And I you know, didn't, didn't know that there's so That's much cool. history between these guys. As, as big as the baseball world is, for having 30 major league teams, uh, not to mention, again, the uh, teams in the, the Winter League, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Mexico, all that, Japan, South Korea, uh, Australian Baseball League. For all of that and the, and the, the hundreds of minor league teams and, and the college programs, Division One, Division Two, Junior College, baseball is a very small world. And so there are thousands of stories to have been told on Tuesday. And even not knowing all of them, it was it was perfection. It yeah. was perfection. Put, I'll tell you what it did, Patrick. Put a big old smile on my face. Hey, couldn't help myself. But it really did, obviously. A perma smile for four days. Uh, five, I mean, it's not over. Five, we'll, we'll, I'll let you know when it's done. But the perma smile is brought to you by our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family dentistry anywhere in the Denver metro area. They are located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver in the Lakewood area. Just go on in there, schedule your cleaning x-ray and exam today. They'll hook you up with a free sign and care toothbrush, but they'll take care of you like family and also like great sports fans. So they can talk about stuff. They're one of the very first in, uh, uh, sponsors of DNVR. They're one of the first people who've been uh, partners with us from the very, very beginning. So if you do need some dental work done, you can't get it done at any better place than at Green Mountain Dental Group. Also, happy to have all of my teeth because I watch but do not play rugby. Coming around big on the rugby situation, I shouldn't talk like that. I say most of those guys do seem to have most of their teeth, but uh, they're having most of the fun. I'll also tell you that much out there. The Colorado Exos at Infinity Park is much, must, must watch sports entertainment these days actual sport i know sports entertainment sports and entertainment it's not professional wrestling is that weird phrase they used it obviously it's sports but it's remarkably entertaining uh, get down there to infinity park they got a sevens tournament coming up here in august 20 through the 22nd uh, fast-paced rugby they've got uh, you can the infinity park is absolutely gorgeous you get out there to watch like movies and stuff like that uh, also, check out the DNVR Rugby podcast with Colton Strickler, especially the most recent one featuring yours truly. That's right. I went on and talked rugby. Well, not really. As, as best as you could. I, I was going to say. Said you said the word rugby in the middle of a bunch of other words about other things. <laughs> you, you all can judge uh, how well I pretended to know rugby. Uh, as an obvious newbie, but we, we did a really fun thing. And there are a bunch of these, you should check them out. Uh, you know, the, the, we all like doing drafts here at DNVR. And we basically had on the board, every Colorado Rockies player in history. And, you know, given some information about what kind of athletic qualities are most important for being a quality rugbyer, rug, rug, rugber, rugbyite. See, I'm, I'm really good at it, but no, yeah, just, going through and so so we drafted uh rockies players onto a theoretical uh rugby team it was myself uh, colton and also justin michael uh it was really really fun and if you're into that kind of thing i know he's got them i don't know if the other ones are out yet or what's coming but there's all the uh, other sports basically they're going to do this with with each of the sports and can i say that should i not oh no he well maybe i should I, i'm planning on being on another one 
that will be weird, really weird, but a lot of fun. So I don't want to blow it if he hasn't promoted that yet, but I, I think we're Justin and uh, Colton and I are going to do another one of those drafts. So be a rugby fan. It's fun. It's so much fun. Um, all right, Patrick, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the All-Star game happened. That was pretty cool. Remember when that happened? Uh, <laughs> there was uh, there were some people that we talked about, you know, the, the those behind the scenes that helped make the event wonderful. Well, there were people that were incognito that were there at the ballpark. Uh, Dante Bichette, of course, was there back to see uh, his son, Bo, there. Kind of kept that under wraps. And a couple people noticed him and – um, about it. I, I'd actually never met him in, in person before. And, and uh, our guy Manny uh, at Manny on MLB uh, introduced me to him. And, and so it was nice. And, and they caught up a little bit. Also spotted behind the American League dugout, R.A. Dickey. Just yeah. like, that's, uh, yep, that's R.A. Dickey. Like, what do you know? And, and I'm sure there were probably a lot of other people there. Speaking of people that maybe, maybe you were surprised to be there or surprised to throw out the first pitch, uh, a football player. Yeah, because even in the biggest moment that the Rockies have had in a little while, a couple of years at least, and may have for a long while, the Broncos take center stage. Man, that's something. So Peyton, but he bounced it. So maybe that's something. I don't know what. I guess Todd was supposed to coach him up. Uh, did an okay job. Not sure what happened there, but all right. Hey, Todd Helton's there. You know what? I, I'm imagine. I imagine it was probably supposed to be Larry Walker. You know, hey, future Hall right. of Famer, get a taste. You know, Larry unfortunately wasn't able uh, to make it out uh, due to some unforeseen circumstances. So yeah, look, look, they did the best they could. I'm still saying it's perfect. Yeah. Just throwing out a little, yeah. you know, a little jab there that you know uh, you had had the Broncos taking center stage. I did hear that Otani and Peyton had a little interaction too. At some point that some people caught where Otani was like almost like mimicking, you know, a football pass. And so they had a, a brief little exchange, uh, which is, which is pretty neat, but uh, yeah, they, they were there and uh, that was, that was an interesting little moment. Todd, uh, oh, okay. Two Tennessee boys. <laughs> right. Right. That was really interesting to me. as like Todd Helton cannot wait for the day that, Carlos Gonzalez or somebody else becomes the face of this franchise for things like this because he doesn't like he doesn't hate it, but it's so very clearly not his thing. Like even, I was like he'd be he'd been out there walking toward the mound. They got out there to the mound. Then he turned around, saw where he was, and finally cracked a smile. I was like, Todd. Well, don't forget he's got it get walk out of his house and into his car and then drive to the airport like oh it's so rough but you're you're right you're absolutely right like that's what the rockies need more of and i mean we were we were promised someone of a hall of fame in mcgregor square we've yet to to see it there are some things on display it was my first time going over to the rally hotel yeah. uh, i imagine you might have had a chance didn't really get to look at all the stuff they had there but that was some that was some cool cool stuff there a yeah. big baseball vibe inside the rally hotel in the lobby. So definitely recommend you do that. You know, we talked about the press conference and how, you know, that's a cool space. Uh, if you have a hard yeah. time getting a ticket to a Rockies game, which you probably shouldn't have for a few years, but if you want to save a couple of bucks, you could also hang out. Well. Or if you're not going to Rockies games on principle or just whatever, you know, that's and you want to, but give you your money to them spark. anyway, yeah. but feel like you're, yeah, you know, but I'm not going in. I'm not letting people know I was there. <laughs> one, one uh, other cool thing. So, you know, they had the 44 out in right field. So that was a brief little addition, right? They had yeah. all-star game on center field uh, in the grass. Those guys worked just countless hours, slept yeah. at the stadium. Yeah. And even on, I think it was, it was Monday, early on Monday, like around noon, talking with one of the groundskeepers and they, he already had a glossed over look like I'm spent. And I was like, you have a day and a half, two days. Uh, and then I don't know if you noticed, but after the game, they went and they, they immediately erased yeah. the graphic in center field. I was like, Mo, and they just All mowed it. I was like, you're not yeah. going to leave it up for a, but they probably hadn't cut it for a couple days. You know, the yeah. maintenance on the field is absurd. So they added the 44 in right field. That was beautiful. Yeah. And there was another thing that happened that I don't think the cameras picked up. I don't think they talked about it. I don't know if anyone noticed. If you were at the game, maybe you did. 
Um, they they should have splurged a little bit more, but it was this, and I and I caught it down on the field right as it was happening. There was a gentleman who came through with a wheelbarrow full of purple sand, like little you know purple rocks. I imagine obviously they were they were were, were dyed. There aren't very many uh, naturally forming purple you know uh, <laughs> rocks like that. Wild. Purple calcite, uh, amethyst is is a purple gemstone, but yeah, saw that and I was like, okay, it's, it almost looks like that sand, you know, when you go to a fair and you have like a Coke bottle and you put, okay, I'm going to put like a little yeah. bit of the orange in. Okay, now I'm going to put in blue, orange again, and now I'm going to do a white. So you had the purple and they, you, again, you couldn't tell because there was only one wheelbarrow, but they put it all around home plate and a little bit up the lines, up, up first and third baseline. Right. And so I, you know, we, I, I told you about it in, in right field, and you still couldn't tell. It was only right. I guess I have to trust your word, right? which I'm you like, did, of course. Yeah, of course. But you couldn't tell, right? No, no, right. Until you pointed it out, I really didn't notice. But once you're there, it's like, yeah, okay, I see a different – and even then, it's like it, it almost looked kind of like – wet. Wet, yeah. Yeah, of course. But it but absolutely it, Once like you that. pointed it out, I could see there was a difference between the texture and so color. Subtle. Yeah. And so on yeah. the – uh, infield single that Marcus Simeon hit in that would have been in the in the second inning. Judge yeah. had walked. Devers hit that double right over Freeman's head. Uh, Freeman was also very funny. He was mic'd up along with Tatis Jr. Yeah. Freeman I'm said, have to "Oh go God, back get the early mic'd up guys." I got most of the Liam Hendricks stuff afterwards. I'm I haven't seen that. that. I'm excited. You haven't no. It's the- Best. But Fre- Freeman was like, "Oh, I'm I'm worried about judge. Judge is gonna make me look small." And then sure enough, four pitches. Like, oh crap! Oh, <laughs> and he, he even and Freeman even said in kind of a, a low key, you know, you put Judge almost on blast. He didn't mean to. It was like, yeah, we got we got some good teeth over here. And you know, Freeman's got some chiclets himself. Right. And you know, Judge got right. his teeth worked right. on. And right. so they, I don't know if they have the same dentist or something, That's but kind funny. of pointed that out. So Deers hits the double. Runners on second and third. Arenado's back. Little little dribbler tries to barehand it. Can't get it done. Infield single. I noticed on the replay they slowed it down. Had to get a screenshot of it. Here you can see a little bit of purple. A little bit You've of purple. Got the purple on the baseball right there on the sweet spot. There is purple on the baseball. So if you don't believe me, there's, there's the evidence of the not sticky substance, but – it was going on, smashing into the dirt. So that's cool. There's so that yeah. means there's a couple of baseballs, and I don't know if that was the idea behind it. Uh, again, it would have been great. You know, I don't, I don't. With everything being so last minute, stuff like this probably happens all the time. That's the other thing too is with this being, you know, such a, a short turnaround as far as planning everything. We don't know how great it would have been. You know, had it been two years, so we can only speculate. Uh, and, and to a degree, it, it is a little bit fruitless to do so. So we can still say it's perfect, but I'm wondering if they had purple, they had purple carpet, they were taking care of some details. That was cool. That was cool with the purple carpet. That was very unique because yeah, a lot of teams do have red in it. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have the red carpet for that. You're not going to go Navy. You know, you're in St. Louis, you're not going to have a Navy carpet that just looks like, well, a carpet. Carpet. Um, <laughs> so that was really special. I love that. That was a cool touch, (laughs) but had they gotten all purple around, it really would have popped. Um, And there's, so there's probably some game used balls, like pretty much any ball put into play, throw that out, slap a a authentication sticker on it. Let's put it up for sale for, you know, 200 bucks, whatever it is. So there's probably baseballs out there. If you go and look and you're going to go purple, why is this baseball purple? Now you know why. Now, now you know. And Will is vouching for Hendricks' post-game interview as well, so I'll have to go and watch that. Uh, I caught a couple of them. There's our guy, Davis. Uh, I put you over earlier, so make sure you go back and listen to that. But it was great running into you as well, man. Uh, I was down there for a couple of the interviews during the game until I realized I'm missing the All-Star game. I'm going back upstairs. But it actually was really cool to hang out while a couple of Maxes came into the interview room uh, Scherzer and Muncie, and really put over the city of Denver. I mean, really given the opportunity to say, yeah, no, it's been nice. They've done a really great job here. We appreciate it and and move on with their day, particularly guys. And I know you hate it because he kills you. And I, 
and it sucks. And I, I'm with you. Like if Max Muncy drives me crazy. He was fantastic. He really, really put over the city of Denver. Uh, everything that the fans had done, uh, even the way they booed him. I don't think I tweeted this part out, but he was like, yeah, we were kind of wondering whether or not they were going to get into it. And again, your, your question, you know, how many Rockies fans are really there? Well, the ones who were there who weren't happy with the Dodgers and the Padres and the Giants, let them know. They booed the division opponents the way you're supposed to. But Jake Cronenworth, I love that they didn't have any problems with Jake Cronenworth. But Yeah, and, he got off the easiest for sure. Tatis Jr. was too cool. So I like that the fans, too, are like not going to boo him. But Manny Machado, they just gave it all to him. <laughs> also a former yeah. Dodger, too. So. Right. You know, yeah, but Manny hates the Dodgers. It doesn't matter. No, we're doesn't one matter. of them. Yeah. Uh, and then on the flip side, you know, you talk about those those goosebump moments with with Marquez doing what he did. Nolan Arenado, fifth standing ovation in as many games. <laughs> that was great. He got choked up after the game. Salvi Perez, he wasn't. He didn't do the uh, Elias Diaz full gimmick. He wasn't tipped off by his manager. He was kind of like, let's go. And then eventually by the 10th second and Arenado took his helmet off. It's like, oh, that this is a thing? Cool. And then he stepped out and yeah. that prolonged it. Again, that's uh, a great moment. And because again, you know, we we saw, we, we know, Rockies fans know the ovation you gave him uh, back on, you know, July 1st this year. Did, did the baseball world notice? Yeah. Maybe to a degree. Yeah. But now they see you know, it doesn't matter if you did it before or if you did it 20 times. They said, wow, look at that. You took care of your guy who is here, who is here for you. And, you know, in a weird way, hearing him talk after the game about how special it was and seeing him again on the brink of tears and getting choked up almost, you know, because he talks about being remembered and which is which is almost an extension of appreciated. Right. And mm. I think, you know, to a degree, it's it's hard to feel fully appreciated because he's appreciated by the baseball world. Again, you, you get awards and all of those things, but how do you get appreciated by your fans when they cheer for you and they're supposed to cheer for you? And like, you know, you, you're supposed to measure from decibels and like, right. you know, you go to StatCast, how much louder were they for yeah. this thing than that? Like you can't really know. And so I think now he knows, he really knows yeah. how Denver feels about him. It almost made me think, he might get the Matt Holiday treatment. He may come back. He may finish in the purple pinstripes. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a long way. It's a long ways to go. But it did make me think, like, you know what? I wonder if maybe deep down he's putting a pin in this idea of, you know what? I want to go back there eventually. I got a lot of work to do. You know, I've got seven, seven yeah. more years, yeah, with, with the Cardinals. Or if he opts out, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But you know what? I I need to come back because they do remember. They did appreciate me. And you know what? They celebrated me. And so you know what? I I think maybe I, I owe them a little something else. And that might be, you know, signing a one-day contract with the Rockies, whatever it is. It made me think that for the first time, right? Like, why, why would you? It just happened. He just left. But it made right. me think, man, this has really made an impact on him. Don't get rid of your 28 jerseys just yet. Yeah, right. He might be coming back. And, and that really goes to this question here from Real Coorsy Cat uh, and the ongoing conversation, right, about, so is it official now that Denver is a, a baseball town? Well, first of all, Denver's always been a baseball town. Yes, it's always been a football town first, but it's always been a great baseball town, even before the Colorado Rockies existed. But – one of the big reasons why I wanted this game to come here so badly, the first and foremost really was the big reason why it needed to, honestly, and that was to showcase to the world. And there was a big conversation going on last night and clarifying and educating some people about how we vote here in Colorado. And that's how everyone should vote everywhere. And that's the biggest, most important thing. So that was A plus there. But then the next biggest reason why I wanted it to come here was for this, was to show the world that this difference where, yeah, they're pissed at Dick Monfort and they're not coming out to Rockies games right now. But that was a Rockies crowd at that All-Star game. Sure, there were people there who were fans of all the teams and lots of people who came in. But even, you know, uh, John Boy was talking about when he came on the show, it's not like too many people. Some people will travel for the All-Star game, but really, you know, it's it's going to be a minority of the people there. And they... They did all of the things right. They showed the world. They 
booed all the people they were supposed to boo. They cheered all the people they were supposed to cheer. They recognized the great stories of the, of this year. They lifted up Trey Mancini. They chanted for Shohei Otani. They gave Nolan Arenado 7,000 standing ovations, each one longer than the next, eventually bringing the man to near tears. And I agree with Patrick, even showing him that the fans here, maybe you didn't fully realize how much they appreciated you. Not that, not in a neg. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying sometimes we have those moments in life where, oh, wow, it really did mean that much to them. It really did. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that all of this was a great showing for that exact thing that, yeah, Denver is a baseball town. We're chanting Otani. We're lifting up Trey Mancini, some dude from the Orioles who most people never heard of becomes a great story. And Rockies fans, yes, all of the All-Star Games fans, but the, the largest driving force behind all of that. As you walked around, Rockies jerseys outnumbered, other jerseys in the crowd. You know, Statistically like, proven now. Yeah. Statistically proven. You know, the guys over at Cut4 did, did write an article. I happened to oh, did that? see that, that yeah, they just I saw it, and then uh, and then our friend Renee uh, actually tweeted the little graphic where they went for uh, it, it was probably Friday and in, in, uh, Friday it the week it's see it's a week it's a weekend I'm taking Sunday Monday Tuesday as Friday Saturday Sunday you know, know like that's how it feels but no for the for the Derby I think went around and counted uh, every single team and I, it was like far and away the most was Arenado jerseys. Both yeah, Rockies oh, and and I Cardinals. The graphic somewhere, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to dig that up. But it was yeah, yeah just it was a nice little uh, bar graph of all the different jerseys and the and the teams that were represented and um, kind of like you were saying, trying to trying to get one from from every. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a couple. The, uh, the the young lady had on a Whit Merrifield Royals jersey. He had on a Bo Jackson jersey. Yeah. Uh, someone had a Mark Burley jersey, and and. By uh, I didn't do it on uh, for the futures game, but once it was the, the the derby, and I realized like, yeah, this is just a baseball convention. It's a celebration. Every time I saw a jersey I loved, I was like, nice jersey, little pat on the back. Yep. With the, with the baby blue Kirby Puckett, nice yep. jersey. The Burley, nice jersey. Yep. Uh, Dale Murphy uh, from from Atlanta uh, style. Boom, nice jersey. It was it was just so wonderful. Yeah. So I want to leave because I do have a few thoughts and, and I think we'll leave this for our next episode on maybe some ways to improve the game moving forward. One thing I do want to have out soon is I think that baseball game may have fully converted me to banning the shift entirely. So we'll have to get oh, that was uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have that conversation, but yeah, did just want to finish this one out with all the since we're just in this energy and in this space and and talking about the positivity of it and and note one potential for those of you that have been very very frustrated and angry, particularly at the Rockies and and Dick Monfort and you were worried about any of this being like kind of a bonus or or a good thing for him or whatever and and we've talked a lot about which it is baseball culture which it is in some it ways. is yeah. but let's let's not lose sight of right. The bigger picture a little I bit. actually think it's a good thing that it's a good thing for him because he'll have more stuff to do with your team. But anyway, the, the other part of this that we've talked about is the growing of the culture, right? And the second generation Rockies fans and, and more than that, baseball fans. And what just happened over the last couple of days here in our neighborhood and not just the people that got to walk through the gates is lifelong hardcore baseball fans were created. And those people, some of them are five years old. And so it's going to take them a while for their impact to start, you know, taking some of them are 10, some of them are 13, some of them are 15. And so in five years, they're going to be the people in college reading all the most advanced saber metrics. The next generation is always ahead of the previous generation. So they'll have the most best new ideas about how to put the pressure on Dick Monfort or whoever the new GM is at the time, there will be a much better, smarter, well-educated, deeply cultured baseball fandom here that's only going to continue to grow 
from this moment. So if your ultimate goal really is Rockies need to be held accountable, whatever that means to you, these are the people who do that. You need to have the people who care enough and are enough of them and are well enough educated. And that comes out of moments like this. I went to the all-star game. I was 11 years old and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a ball. And I never saw it land. I never saw it came down in my mind. But I actually, that was true. I, I did not see that baseball come down. I turned to the reporter behind me. Did you see it? Did We all went, let's assume it didn't. Let's just assume it didn't. Because it's magic. That's what it, it was. Baseball magic for four or five days. And there are going to be people who become just the best baseball and Rockies fans out of all of this. And that, other than the voting thing, that's the big win. It's a big, it's a big win. Yeah, and and as we've been saying, Rockies fans showed up in 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 droves, and uh, going going back to the jerseys seen at the All Star Game, one hundred Arenado jerseys that were Rockies Arenado jerseys, twenty two were Cardinals. Second most was a tie between, well, of course Shohei Otani, but Charlie Blackman. So Charlie Blackman, there were thirty nine spot, and then fourth was Trevor Story. So hey, that's that's fantastic to see that. Uh, there are 25, Todd Helton. So he was on that list. He was seventh most. Eighth most, Troy Tulowitzki uh, with 24. Then Judge and Tatis, you know, because they're not as uh, right. memorable or special as Troy Tulowitzki, you know. Uh, but then even for the Rockies ones, uh, 17 Larry Walker jerseys, 17 Cargo jerseys, 16 Hermen Marquez jerseys. So that was uh, really cool to see. Griffey, there were a lot of Griffey jerseys. He had the most uh, of a retired player, 13 Jeter uh, and uh, 11 David Ortiz. There were also some, a Sam Hilliard jersey spotted. You go, okay, cool. I didn't see that. A Justin Lawrence a vest was spotted. Latroy, Latroy Hawkins, okay, probably <laughs> someone in his family. Uh, he was there all weekend. A Brad Hop, okay. A David Dahl, and then – then there, there are two. No, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Johan Flan. I mean, we've been crapping on him for the duration of this podcast. Um, but two that are that are relatively obscure. Uh, one more than the other. Uh, I, I would say just missing out in uh, the the penultimate spot and, and second to to least notable. Chad Bettis. I didn't even see a lot of Chad Bettis jerseys in the last four years. That's I didn't see a lot of Chad Bettis jerseys, and then. The least, maybe most surprisable one, someone polished off an Ian Stewart jersey. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. What? Right? So, all right. If you are right. or know this person, have them contact us immediately. Yeah, there's a free breakfast with your name what. on it. We need. To, we just need to talk to them. We just need to know who they are. We'll send them a sticker pack. I don't care. I'm on the show. That's amazing. We we should see if we can get these. Like get get a promo of like. All right, there's a player of the week, and if you have a jersey with this person, you know you get a free breakfast oh, right. brew or Strava craft coffee. But we're gonna make you earn it. It's gonna be Alexi Amarista, and then, yeah, right. Because I don't selfie yeah. in your Alexi Amarista. And something. if you want to go on MLB.com and get a customized Alexi Amarista jersey. So that, you know, if you can get it in time for that, I mean, that's not very financially uh, savvy uh, since that's going to run you at least in the $80 range. And you can, you could buy a lot more for that at the bar. Uh, but you know what? Go crazy. Have at it. Uh, good on, good on everyone for showing up, know, showing man. out. Who can, It doesn't matter what jersey you wore. If, if you had a Rocky shirt or a jersey, wear it. Celebrate. That's fine. Yeah. We're not knocking you. Uh, we're we're celebrating you because uh, there was so much to celebrate, and uh, frankly, I, I I could talk about this for for a, a whole other hour, and I know, right? we might in a couple of days. We'll we'll see, and especially say, reach luckily. out to us on social media and all that because we want to hear your story. That was again yeah. part of what made this so great was to know that there were other people that were having those moments, and how you know if we were able to contribute that and 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 see people or meet up with them or. Or give them little gifts like, hey, I had an extra thing here. Uh, you know, I made a trade with someone. I said, hey, I have a, have a keychain from a 25th anniversary keychain from the Rockies. I, I had from yeah. a couple years ago. Made a fun little swap. And uh, it just magical. Baseball yeah. magic, like you said. Baseball magic. We will talk more about this. But, yeah, Patrick just, just gave me a great idea. We really should do that 
Um, so tweet at us on social media at Drew Griezmann, at Patrick D. Lines, at Michaela E. Perkins, or at DNVR underscore Rockies with your experience, whatever it was. You you want to send us pictures you took? Please, please send us those. If it, if you can fit in a tweet, send us a tweet of just I'm at so and so, whatever. Really quick, let us know. We'll we'll go through a bunch of these on the show. If it's a longer story, if you've got a great story to tell us, email me Drew at the DNVR.com, Patrick at the dnvr.com uh tell us your all-star game story even if it's a novel i might have to do some editing and and go through or whatever if it's a great story we want to hear it we're we're not done celebrating this whole thing we're going to do at least one more show on this but hit us up with anything and everything that you saw that you did that that you took part in over these last couple of days because we want to know. We we want to hear about it. We want to be able to share it with everybody because everyone had their own experience. Everyone brought their own set of eyes to this thing. And so many people out there doing, yeah, like you said, ma- magic from all different angles. So we want to hear about all of that from you. We'll do that on a, a, an upcoming episode. That'll be really, really fun. Uh, send those to us on the social media. Do make sure you're still subscribed or subscribed again to the dnvr.com. You get all that written content. You get access to the Discord channel where we're chatting about anything and everything under the sun 24-7. Probably going to wrap up Loki before too long whenever I get around to doing that. So we'll start talking Loki in there, I'm sure. Uh, Movies and TV and food and all kinds of stuff in the Discord channel. So come hang out with us in there and on social media and on the, all the places where you know that you can. Uh, we appreciate you all so, so much for so, so much for our process and for continuing to be just the absolute best baseball fans in the world. We promise we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.